0: Hello, welcome to Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Uh, today, uh, we'll be talking about getting ready for action. Uh, I think that you know, as coaches, uh, we can be really, really thoughtful people, and there's a lot of plans out there uh, as to how to be successful, as to uh, to have success. Uh, but ultimately, it comes down. Uh, to taking action and doing your plan right, going and uh, giving it a shot, just saying, "Hey, this is my best my best plan. This is what I want to do, and this is how uh, it's going to to work going forward." Uh, I think I think today, as a coach, we're in a very unique spot in time because there's all kinds of resources out there. And you can get all kinds of information off Twitter, uh, the Glacier website, uh, the art of, uh, let's see, what's the the Nike one? The art of coaching football. Okay, you can get that off like the Nike Clinic site. You can go to Chief Pigskin. You can go to YouTube and type in whatever kind of scheme or uh, weightlifting program you're looking for. And it can pop up. And I know, growing up as a as a coach, and I'm a millennial, so I'm I'm not that old of 30, almost 34, almost 35. Um, you know, there wasn't this this wealth of knowledge around around me playing football. It was just you knew what your coaches had taught you, and uh, you went and ripped it and did what did what they asked you to do as a player and then when you became a coach you just did what the head coach had put in or the coordinator and that's what uh, that's what you ran. But these days you can log on to a whole bunch of things and find uh, information and it can be overwhelming. There's a lot of information out there and it can lead to a, a little bit of paralysis by analysis uh, because it, <laughs> You know, you you think to yourself, well, such and such does it this way. This guy does it this way. And they're both right. And there's, you know, there's a hundred hundred different ways to skin a cat. But ultimately, we have to decide what is best for our football program, what is best um, for our kids, and then what is best, what can we best coach as coaches? What do we know the best? What do we know? the adjustments to. So before we get into the, the meat potatoes of, uh, of that, uh, of, of this, this topic of just taking, taking action, I want to give some plug to some, some previous podcasts. Uh, the one I just just got put up um, was Brad Birchfield uh, from Bishop Hartley in Columbus. Coach Birchfield's a, um, a multi-state champion <laughs> coach, a really, really good coach. Great man, uh, been fortunate to know him for a couple of years. Uh, the one that was put up before that is Kevin Womble, another great, great coach. Uh, knew him at uh, when I coached at the Providence School in Jacksonville with him, and he was the head coach at Holmes County for a while, and now he's coaching at Niceville. And then before him was Mark Holcomb. Mark Holcomb is the coach of Oak Grove High School uh, in the Winston-Salem, Charlotte area. He was also the coach at North Davidson for a long, long time, a really successful coach. So I feel like uh, we've been very blessed <laughs> to have um, some really quality coaches on the last couple of days. Uh, so the, the football coaches that are listening have a lot of wisdom to draw from. Uh, and I take, I take notes whenever these guys talk. Um, I'm writing them down, typing them down. And it's really cool to see how there's a lot of similarities, but there are definitely schematic differences in how they do different things on the football field. And they've all been successful. So it's, it's really freeing to me to see that, hey, if these guys can all be different but have success, then um, it frees me up to think I can try something new, right? We can do something a little different uh, to try to give our – our players a chance to to have a great, great season, uh, which is which is really the as a coach, you're trying to give your players the best experience possible, and it's you're trying to help them be successful, and, and that looks differently every year. Some years you have a multitude of talent and you win a ton of games. Some years you don't, and you don't win a ton of games. Some years you have. Average talent and you win a couple games, so that's just the way it works in high school football. I think it's the way it works in all football programs, right? Um, This is a this is a players' game. Uh, They don't they don't draft scheme first in the NFL draft. That's something I see on Twitter a lot from from guys. Uh, They tweet statements like that, and I think it's really funny Um, because because it is a players' game and uh, as coaches our job is to get our players to play to the best of their ability and every year that will look different every game that looks different because matchups look different every game this past year if we played a team that was more spread oriented we played a little bit better defense we played a team that just wanted to run the ball right at us we struggled (laughs) um you know so Sometimes it, it comes down to matchups, and I think oftentimes it comes down to matchups. Uh, and then, how do you help your players perform to the best of their ability based on those matchups? So, uh, my my text for today actually comes out of the Bible. It's First Samuel chapter seventeen. Um, I'll be in verses thirty three um, through thirty seven. Now, I'm not going to read these. Verbatim, but this is the story of David and Goliath, very, very uh, popular story, right in the Bible. Uh, people who don't even read the Bible would know the reference David and Goliath, right? So, Saul and David are going back and forth about you know Saul was the king of Israel and David's this shepherd kid that wants to go fight Goliath, and um, you know I think we have this wrong perception about David, who was David. David was a shepherd, which means he had to fight off like bears and lions from his sheep. So David was not like the little boy you see in the cartoons. (laughs) He was actually like a a warrior, a really, really tough guy. So Saul says, you can't go fight this Philistine, he's referring to Goliath. Uh, You're just a youth, and he's been a warrior since he was young. And I love David's answer to Saul, because David knows his his call in life and knows what he needs to do. And he doesn't look for affirmation from Saul or anybody else to tell him, you should do this. He's like, he just says, I'm ready to do this. The Lord has prepared me. He says, uh, this is what it says. David answered Saul, your servant has been tending his father's sheep. Whenever a lion or a bear came and carried off a lamb from the flock, I went after it, struck it down and rescued the lamb from its mouth. If it reared up against me, I would grab it by its fur, strike it down, and kill it. Your servant has killed lions and bears. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. Then David said, The Lord, who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and may the Lord be with you. Um, Man, so what a cool exchange. So and all these people are afraid, really, really scared of, of Goliath. Uh, and David, this, this shepherd boy, who's you know, a very young man at the time, says, I'm going to go do this. I had the tools to do this. I know the Lord is with me. And I'm going to go attack this Philistine. Because the Lord has prepared me to, to take on this challenge. And the Lord prepared David for the challenge by having him tend sheep, which is not a real, uh, it's not a real high-profile job, right? You're tending the sheep. You're out there by yourself. His brothers had far more glamorous jobs because he was the the youngest of the family. And what's really neat is that the Lord prepared David to take action um, in a job that nobody else in his family really wanted. So. And it let him become, you know, man after God's own heart, king of Israel, all that, all that jazz. And what I love about David in that passage is that David did not look for affirmation from anybody else when he knew what he needed to do. He knew that he had been called to go and take out Goliath, and I'm not going to make a mistake of saying, you know, hey, I'm David, or somebody listening to the podcast is like, you're David, and you're, you know, the team you're playing is Goliath. No, like the Bible was written in a certain place at the time, but we can use um, some examples, right? We can use the wisdom, right? But I'm not going to stand here and say, I'm David. No, I'm not the king of Israel, so <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, but what we can draw from that is when you know that you have been gifted to go do something, whatever that looks like out there. You're a businessman, you're uh, coach, teacher, um, mom, dad. When you know that the Lord has gifted you for this upcoming challenge, that now it it is not time for a committee meeting. Right? It is time to go and take action because you know what to do because the Lord has prepared you. Now, if you're thinking you should go like rob a bank, let's not, no, 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 that's without, that's outside like the guidelines of the Bible. So let's not do that. Um, But if it's within the guidelines of the Bible, right, um, you have heard some good wisdom about it, you know the Lord is leading leading you to go do it, well then go do it uh, because you have been uniquely gifted to go take on that challenge. And as as coaches, in the coaching world, the world I'm in all day, every day, right? Um, Guys, I'm just going to encourage the listener out there. If you know that you've been called to, you know, to the certain job you're in right now, right, to make it the best it can be, there's certain things you know you need to do to help that job be the best, help that team be the best, go do it. You don't need to go get the consensus of 100 people to go and do it or coaches out there you're maybe looking to become a head coach um you know and, and somebody says well I wouldn't apply for that job because that's not a good job well man listen if you feel called to do it and you know you can go make an impact well go apply for the job go give it a shot um you know not everybody can coach at the school of Wednesday championship every year <laughs> okay newsflash right so you know, go and be bold in your decision-making, and when you know you've been called to do it, go do it. Um, because if you, if you don't, then you'll wonder the rest of your life, what could I have done? Um, because opportunity knocks once, and then it goes away. Um, so whatever you feel like is your, your opportunity for today, go and attack it. Go do it. And uh, I know that... Um, you will be equipped with the strength to do it. So uh, thank you for listening. I'll keep, this, I'll keep this one short. Just had this on my heart this morning, and uh, I will put this up here shortly, and uh, have a great day.